0: Hello, today we're going to talk about a very important topic to so many people, which is self sabotage. I don't think there's anyone who doesn't in some way think of themselves as self sabotaging, if they're aware of themselves at all and self reflective at all. So we all have our many, many multitude of different ways of being self sabotaging, but what people aren't aware of is how this relates to unconscious loyalties to parents who've been internalized very early in our life and how that is playing out all the time today and we see so many symptomatic behaviors related to it for example someone may think they're self-sabotaging because they overeat even though they know they shouldn't it's not good for them but they can't stop it what feelings might they be avoiding by numbing out their feelings with eating so they wouldn't have conscious thoughts that might threaten um, might threaten that they'd be different than their parents or they disappoint their parents by putting them down in their mind or or um, thinking different ways all that can be stuffed down with overeating or somebody who smokes when they know these days that they could be on a slow path to suicide through smoking. Yet, in addition to the physical addiction, there's some mental addiction that they won't go out and get the physical help they need to stop the smoking because they're still they're also trying to numb out feelings that might come up or thoughts they might have related to the feelings that they're avoiding, and so they continue a habit that's self-sabotaging or there are other forms of self-sabotage that might not be affecting one's health so immediately but are obviously impeding someone from getting ahead like constant procrastination or um, having always being late for deadlines um, or always being late or always um, um, overreacting and not thinking first and allowing any self-reflection about how one reacts to one's mate even though it creates the same argument over and over and over again. Um, In someone who could be self-reflective if it was someone else, but when it comes to their spouse or their boyfriend or girlfriend, they allow that reactivity. They don't stop themselves to think, because, and they keep doing it, and they don't understand why they keep doing it. But there's something in the relationship with their mate that recreates something with a parent, and they're still fighting that parent, or they're still, you know, fighting against feeling they have to comply with the parent. So, and they're or they're um, experiencing the their partner's. Um, not agreeing with them or criticizing them, overly experiencing, overreacting like this is such a terrible thing that's hurting them so much that they have to tack back and put the other person down even though it's destructive to the relationship. But people will keep doing this again and again. They say, well, why am I doing this? I know it's destroying my relationship. Sometimes they go to the couples therapist and they say, how come... I don't I we finally came because we need a third person. I keep doing this. I know I'm doing it. I think I understand why I'm doing it, but I don't I can't stop doing it. And but then they find out with the couples therapist they, don't, they might know on one conscious level why they're doing it because they're angry at their boyfriend or girlfriend for something they don't feel they're in an inferior position and they, they, they're complying too much with the other or they're too much for the other. They want to get back and, or at them they wanna, or they're, they feel their needs aren't being met sexually or something is going on. But that's still more on the surface consciously. What they don't know is the unconscious background of how behind that anger at the mate or behind that sense of you know contemptuous attack and putting the other down so reflexively there's some feeling of inferiority that goes back to the parent and some recreation of the parent putting them down in a contemptuous way or and how they're trying to both get back at the 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 parent through their mate or or their um Either getting back at them or they're um, submitting to them. Both things are self-sabotaging because they're not having their voice in a real communication that could move the relationship forward and therefore allow for their own growth within. And it's while sustaining the relationship and creating more loving relationship that would support them in their lives and their creative work. So. People do things every day, they're self-sabotaging. I've done some of the most popular workshops I've done have been on the topic of self-sabotage because nobody thinks they're above it usually. um, And if they do, then they have a real problem. But most people know they have their self-sabotaging in some way. Um, As we get healthier, we're more aware of that we have unconscious loyalties to parents that make us... create and recreate the same forms of self-impeding behavior or um or or overly aggressive reactive behavior or procrastination or doing things that are like beating up ourselves in our mind and criticizing attacking ourselves every time we make a mistake as if it's life and death rather than just learning from the experience these are all forms of self-sabotage but what people aren't aware of, unless they really go into a psychoanalytic situation where they're getting to the unconscious understanding of what they're recreating in the present with people and with themselves, that goes back to their relationships with their early parents. They don't understand, if they don't do that, they're really in the dark about how something that might be considered good being loyal to one's parents because our parents tried to do the best for us really becomes pathological and self-destructive and self-sabotaging when our loyalty to our parents is at our own expense and it's in some ways irrational it's like as an adult still trying to comply with being the good little boy or girl for the parent even though now they're a parent who they know in the present wouldn't want them to be like that anymore, but they've internalized a parent from their childhood who wanted them to be the good little boy or girl and not speak up too much about any difference of opinion. or So they still may do this, or they may react against it by having to say every opinion they have with such hostility that their made is put off or their or colleagues are put off or anyone they're dealing with. So um, we do a lot of things out of loyalty. Sometimes to be good for the parents. Sometimes to protect the image of the parent. Sometimes we will rather see every bad fault in ourselves and pick ourselves apart than acknowledge to ourselves that our partner has problems. First of all, we might not. I want to acknowledge that because we can feel we can control what we do. We can't control now. It's better to see what's in ourselves. Of course, there are people who do the opposite and only see what's in the partner and not even look at themselves. But all these things can be ways that go back to being hung up with wanting to protect the image of a parent and not challenge them or wanting to protect oneself because one has felt beaten up by the parent and so you're overly protecting yourself and you're only criticizing the other both have these kind of loyalties to staying stuck in the same relationship as you've had in the past with your your parents so in that case loyalty is not a good thing which is ironic because that's usually how we think loyalty is a good thing that means you know we'll stick with someone that through bad times You know, the old vow in the marriage contract, till death do us part. We go through sickness and we go through bad times together. We go through anger together and still try to love each other and, and stay together and develop lives together. So that would be positive sense of loyalty. But loyalty becomes a rather perverse thing when it's used against our development and against our being in the present and really, being aware of who we're dealing with today and who we are today and could become, as opposed to still acting like in some ways like a child who's just protecting the parents from our achieving too much because we might go beyond them, and then we'd feel too guilty, or we're 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 just terrified that we'd lose the connection with the parent, and we haven't internalized one enough a secure sense of a parent being there so we're so terrified of being all alone in the world and and terrified anytime that we would criticize someone we know that they leave us that the terror of being left and all alone makes us then inhibit and not speak up about things that are problems and that creates build up resentment and which ends up sabotaging a relationship because our anger will come out in, in direct ways rather than in communication where we're really dealing with what we would like different with our partners. So that, that um, way of not communicating but rather enacting things that through resentment building up in the self when we don't express anger or um, also creates a sense of the other not really being able to connect with us because they don't know where we're coming from if we're not telling them what we don't like as well as what we do like. And some people also just are always saying what they don't like and can't say what they do like. Also, That also goes back to parents. Maybe one had a parent who was all the time pointing out your faults because they thought that would make you a better know how to grow up better and and take care of yourself better, be a better person. Maybe consciously they thought that. Or maybe they were just getting back at you for what their parents did to them. But you're then continuing this attack and if you're afraid to express it openly, you don't say anything negative. You you express it openly and don't say anything positive, that's bad for the relationship. So... Anytime something is repeated in the same way it happened with the parent and therefore is an unconscious loyalty to the parent or it's repeated in an oppositional way you know you try to marry the person who's totally not like your parent if you think there's something your opposite sex parent if you if you think there's something that you don't would never want to be with someone like that so you try to pick something different often then you've picked someone who has underneath similar problems, but you try and do the opposite. Well then we could also just try to do the opposite in behavior of what we did there with the parent. If they were very critical with us, we might be so overly intent on not being critical with our mates or not being critical with our child that we fail to give them any communication about what we don't like, what we do like, or what's wrong or how what they're doing that so we don't help them to learn and grow about where we're coming from we don't communicate and the connection is lost and resentments build up and the other feels in the dark about where you're at this is all part of loyalty to repeating something that was there with a parent but we're doing it with our mate or with colleagues or with friends and people in the world now and then we don't, we don't have a freedom to just speak our minds in a related, thoughtful way where we can communicate and come to understand each other and what our needs are in a relationship. And that then holds back our being able to be ourselves in our creative work too, in feeling, thinking, letting thoughts and feelings come up freely because we're so defending against what we really think about. Or, mate, or about, or the all this is a repetition of how we were with our parents, or we repeat attitudes they have, and we're not even aware that our main beliefs about the world are related to what they believed, and that's why we can't change them because they're so subliminal in our minds and not out front. So in psychoanalysis, people become aware of what's in the background of their minds. They become aware of those unconsciously thought, not consciously thought, beliefs. And they also become aware of the primal relationships that keep those beliefs in a rigid form so we can't move and grow with life as it is today, which is very different than when we were a child. That's it for our topic today. I hope you got something out of this for our thoughts about self-sabotage. Thank you.